This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. It is Friday. Welcome to your Friday Rush Hour. If you would like to be part of the program today, 800-848-848. W-A-B-C is the number to call. 800-848-9222. Welcome back, Diego. It's good to be back. Diego, you were down under, and we're not talking about uh, your personal life here. Well, we are. (laughs) We're not. uh, We're talking about geographic. Well, where were you? I was in Australia. <laughs> I was in Australia for um, a little less than a week. Then I spent a few days in uh, Wellington, New Zealand, and, um, and then I went up to Singapore. Right. That sounds good. Don't, don't and uh, this was an amazing. Wait a minute. This is an amazing yeah, tour. Yeah. So you went to uh, you went to Australia first, then you went to New yes. Zealand, and then you went up to Singapore. I went up to Singapore, and I was only in Singapore for. Um, a day, 24 hours, is more of a layover, and then I come back. Impressions. New Zealand. Impressions. Australia. Okay, so I'll start with Australia. Australia is, um, it was very modern. It was very, uh, it was, it was very nice. It was just very nice. Like, I was, I was mostly in Sydney, and, uh, but I also toured the Blue Mountains there. Like, a lot of wildlife is one of those places where you, uh, where yeah, there's the city, but right, there's just so much wilderness around it that you know that the contrast is is big. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. And so the flight time over there. I mean, I've been to that part of the world. You're talking about 27 up to 30 hours on a plane. Yeah. To get there. Yeah. Worth it. <laughs> I did not. I did not mind that at all. Actually, I actually kind of liked it. I like being on planes. I'm kind of weird that way. Yeah. <laughs> So I know I get it. I get it. You know. Okay, New Zealand. Your impressions of New Zealand. New Zealand, beautiful, very, very beautiful. I I flew over. Um, I flew over the mountains. I think they're called the Alps there too. And um, I I had a window seat flying into Wellington. They they actually call it Welly, <laughs> which was funny. Okay. And uh, and it was. It was very nice. It was very. It's winter down there, so so snow-capped mountains. I I did a little hiking, and um, great food, great great everything. I it was one of the best experiences I've had in my life, actually. Wow, that is wonderful. Well, we missed you. Oh yeah, I missed you guys too. We desperately missed you, but I'm glad you had a great vacation and welcome back, Diego. Thank you so much. It's good to be back. Yeah. 
Now, today, folks, uh, there has been some advancement on some of the stories, of course, that we're all looking at. Nancy Pelosi has raised her head. She said that former President Trump had looked like a scared puppy a day earlier as he traveled to Washington, D.C. I wasn't in the courtroom, of course, but when I saw his coming out of his car and this or that, I saw a scared puppy, is what Nancy Pelosi says to MS. PMSNBC's Andrea Mitchell. He looked very, very, very concerned about the fate. And she said she didn't see any of the bravado or confidence or anything like that from Donald Trump. He knows the truth and the truth that he lost the election and now he's got to face the music. There's so much I could say about this that I won't because I make a pledge not to do any red meat name-calling kind of stuff, but this is infuriating. Nancy Pelosi talks about the truth, and what has yet to come out is any of the truth of her responsibility for what had happened in the nation's capital on January 6th. We know that there is more to the story, but we don't know what that more is because it's been hidden from view. Who has questioned Nancy Pelosi about what the security arrangement? She was the Speaker of the House on January 6th. And all the communications about the security there leading up to the events of January 6th, no one has ever, she has not been brought in front of, in front of any of the committees to answer any questions about January 6th. Also, Nancy Pelosi and her husband Paul have never been asked about their finances. And how is it they are so lucky in the stock market, especially when it concerns legislation that originates in the House that just happens to, just happens to coincide with their stock, like everyone talked about the the NVIDIA deal. For those of you that don't know, NVIDIA is one of the tech stocks. NVIDIA used to make the, um, the video components, the video cards, and a lot of computers and all that stuff. And there was some legislation, and I forget the specifics, that involved NVIDIA. And it turned out that the Pelosi's cleaned up, widely reported on the stocks, even though this legislation, and and even Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and other Democrats have been saying, look, there's something wrong here with the way in this Congress that members can make money on legislation that the members are involved with, but yet we get nothing. This is the kind of thing that robs people of confidence in government, the things concerning the finances of some of the very powerful members of Congress who like to play this political theater in front of us all the time. By the way, on today's program, we are expecting Byron Donalds, representative in Florida. Byron was in the news last week. He was being attacked by members of Ron DeSantis' campaign staff for his statements that he made on the Florida uh, black history curriculum. We'll talk with Byron about that. We'll talk with him about the indictments and everything else. In Fulton County, Atlanta, you remember yesterday I told you the sheriff down there is salivating, salivating. He says, never mind the special treatment that Donald Trump has gotten anywhere. When he comes down here, we're getting a mugshot of him. This guy is salivating. 
waiting for Trump to be indicted so that he can get his pound of political flesh and prove he's a big man by making sure he gets Donald Trump presumably He says he's going to go through the same procedure that everyone else goes through. Presumably that could mean handcuffs as well. And he's going to get a mugshot. This is Fulton County, one of the most partisan political counties in the country. It's almost as bad politically as Harris County in Texas, where you just know anything involving a Republican is going to just be part of the political persecution of Democrats in power. The Fulton County Sheriff's Office in Atlanta will be increasing security, closing streets around the Fulton County Courthouse ahead of a possible indictment against former President Trump. The Sheriff's Office now says that the Courthouse and and the government center will remain open to the public. Pedestrian traffic will be allowed on Prior Street, but there will be no public parking around the perimeter of the courthouse or on either side of the street. Fannie Willis, the Democrat partisan persecutor there, is expected, I'm sorry, prosecutor, is expected to seek a grand jury indictment into her investigation into whether Donald Trump and, quote, unquote, his Republican allies, end quote, sought to overturn the 2020 election in that state. This has been going on for two years. Now, just so you know, there are a lot of Republicans in Georgia that don't have any love for Donald Trump either because he came after everybody over the way that their elections were run. So this could be one of the last legal shoes to drop. She had originally, as I've been reporting now for weeks, asked the judge down there to clear the dockets for the first two weeks of August. Now she's saying it might be very early September before charges are brought, but already they're making preparations. Meanwhile, President Donald Trump former president, is calling on the Supreme Court to intercede in the legal battles. In a post on on, on True Social today, he repeated accusations that President Biden is pushing for the cases against him for political purposes. He said the multiple cases against him will require massive amounts of time and money, force him to use his resource on court battles that he could have been using for advertisements for rallies, and this is exactly right. This is election interference. He says, I'm leading in all the polls, including against Crooked Joe, but this is not a level playing field. It is election interference, and the Supreme Court must intercede. I do not believe, personally, that the court is going to want to entangle themselves in this before these trials take place. But Donald Trump has a point here, I think a very valid point. We've never seen anything like this. And if you look at the way these things are being scheduled, they're right in the middle of primary season. They are designed in part to make sure that the resources necessary to defend him right now in these 
You've got two indictments by Jack Smith. You've got this case in New York with Alvin Bragg, and we've got this other case in Georgia. They're simply trying to overwhelm his ability to respond. And by also going after people who work for him, their Democrats are sending out another message. This is what happens to you if you dare, if you dare take on the deep state. This news from a Reuters Ipsos poll today. About half of Republicans would not vote for Donald Trump if he were convicted of a felony. Reuters says that's a sign of the severe risk that his legal problems pose for his 2024 U.S. presidential bid. The former president and current frontrunner pleaded not guilty in court on Thursday to charges he led a conspiracy to overturn his losses. As we just pointed out, he's been separately charged in two other criminal cases, the New York Alvin Bragg nonsense case, and the other case by Jack Smith. Asked if they would vote for Trump if he were currently serving time in prison, 52% of Republicans said no, they would not. Compared to 28% who said they would. So there's something I'd like to ask you. What if Trump is convicted? Will you waver those of you who support him? Will you have finally had enough and say, okay, I can't support Donald Trump anymore. He's been convicted. Telephone number again, 800-848-WABC. New York City. The outdoor dining that started in COVID under a new bill passed yesterday by the city council. Restaurants will be committed, permitted to continue offering outdoor dining. But the catch is this. If they have one of these outdoor dining sheds, they're going to have to tear it down. And then they have to rebuild it again. The city council says too many sheds were abandoned, left to rot. Too few lived up to our vision of what the streets should look like. So, yeah, the city says, yeah, we want to continue this outdoor dining, but if a restaurant wants to do it, they've got to start all over again. They've got to tear down what they have if they have an existing shed and then start all over again. The economy in New York has led to this. Population, stray dogs, and animal shelters has dramatically increased this year. Animals and staff at animal care centers are stressed out. Three animal care centers, shelters, took in more than 1,200 stray dogs during the first five months of the year. That's a 50% increase over 2022. They're overpopulated, many of the stray dogs coming in under four. What does this mean? I look at this and I say, people can't afford to take care of their pets. And rather than some of the more responsible ones, just abandoning them, they're taking them to shelters. Now, for you cat lovers, 
There are right now so many cats in New York City shelters that a sign on the Manhattan shelter says they're not accepting anymore. No more felines. So, I don't know what's going to happen here, but things are getting worse for the pets. Robert Kennedy Jr. filing a lawsuit against YouTube and Google over their censorship campaign. 27-page lawsuit. Mr. Kennedy alleges that YouTube violated his First Amendment rights by moving videos of his speeches at San Anselm College and also interviews with the clinical psychologist Jordan Peterson and with conservative podcast host Joe Rogan. Complaint concerns the freedom of speech, the extraordinary steps the United States government under Joe Biden have taken to silence voices that they don't want the American people to hear. I am looking forward to this suit moving forward, and I hope it's just the beginning of an avalanche of suits concerning what Joe Biden, this administration, did to shut down people that didn't go along with their COVID narrative, people that don't go along with their vaccination narratives, and they don't go along with their political narratives. James Golden, WABC, Bo Snurley. It is Bo Snurley's Rush Hour here on WABC. Friday Rush Hour. Your call is welcome. We're going to get to call soon, by the way, because we want to spend some time with Byron Donalds when he comes on, but we want to spend some time with you. 800-848-WABC is the number to call. Give us a call. If you're on hold, stay on hold. We'll be with you shortly. Go away. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush on 77 WABC. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Talk Radio 77 WABC. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. 1984. Prince starts a 24-week run this day at the top of U.S. album charts. His sixth studio album, Purple Rain, at the head of the charts. Right now, we've got some breaking news. Let's head to the newsroom. Bob, what is going on out there? Yeah, we got some mayhem in Union Square at this hour. Thousands of people are gathering, throwing objects, sending off fire extinguishers, uh, police and firefighters. They say they're on the scene. We haven't seen any just yet here. We're watching uh, the TV monitors here. Supposedly, YouTuber and Twitch 
uh, streamer, Kai Sanat, seems to be working the crowd. We're hearing he's giving away free video games, PlayStation 5, worth $400 apiece. Uh, that's a lot of money. I, 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 I can understand why people will be flocking down there to get a $400 video game for free. But this is really crazy. Uh, we're watching how, uh, police, how, uh, some of the crowd is, uh, they're dispersing with some getting in cars, riding on the roof of a car. I think I just saw one person a few minutes ago falling off the top of a car. There were about five or seven or eight people on top. Um, the crowds are just incredible. They started gathering up maybe about an hour ago. And it just grew, grew, and grew. And uh, now uh, everyone in uh, New York media is just monitoring this. And we see SUVs now working these side streets. There are some police now, the white shirts, uh, the white shirt cops working the crowd, uh, trying to control what seems to be a very out-of-control situation. I don't think they're having very much success at that right now. There is some video of smoke in Union Square. That's probably because they set some fires and some fire extinguishers off. So uh, things getting a little crazy with this uh, with this free video game today by this uh, media influencer. Don't know what else to... Uh, so, uh, so, so if I'm understanding you correctly... This was supposed to be a peaceful gathering where you could just come and maybe have a chance to get your PlayStation. Well, the PlayStation 5 video game uh, consoles. Uh, the game. The game. Yeah, the console. Right, right. right the console. And the, so the, you've got thousands of people coming, it, and what happens? And it turns well, into some kind of riot. A riot. Well, when you're giving away something free, and especially when there's no, there was no routine or rules or guidelines set up, I, I can't, I would imagine this is not surprising. You have thousands of people just jamming the Union Square area, and obviously it's going to get out of control. We're not talking about a record giveaway or uh, some flyers. or free. It's a $400 item, you know? So um, I could see. Now, look, we see some of the crowd throwing objects at the, the police officers right now oh, in, in Union Square. So, uh, yeah, they're the throwing garbage at them. And goodness. some of the police officers, one group holding up a piece of plywood to protect themselves. Look at this. Now the crowd is surging towards the officers, and the officers are actually r- retreating. So, um, Oh, I, my goodness. I think there's going to have to be a stronger force of, um, of um, police um, strength coming out of here sometime in the next uh Half hour or whatever. I don't know who who the um, the mayor. From gonna, what you can see, are in. any of the from what you can see are any of the businesses being attacked in the area? I or I don't know. Uh, there are a lot of businesses around Union Square, as you know. So I don't know yeah. if they've shut their doors. I know that some of the subways, many of the subways, are bypassing Union Square this afternoon. So as far as far as the stores are concerned, I, I, I would imagine they would lock their doors right now. But all we see right now are thousands and thousands of people. Moving towards the cops, retreating, the cops retreating, the cops moving in. It's a back-and-forth situation. The cops are trying to take control, but they don't seem to have any success right now. You're, gonna, you're going to need uh, you're gonna need some helmeted uh, police officers with the nightsticks coming in here to possibly uh, take control of the situation. These, these white-shirt police officers don't seem to have any protection or, or any um, weapons or or uh, nightclubs on them they're just they're just they're just they're defenseless right now as this continues to unfold. good grief okay and as far as you know uh the circumstances started all this this 
giveaway. Is it still going on? Oh, I don't, or? I don't know if the giveaway is still going on. The last, uh, maybe about 10 minutes ago, we saw a video of, um, of uh, um, what's his name? Um, Kai Sanat, the uh, YouTuber, he was in a vehicle waving to the crowd. They were mobbing him. I, I don't know if I saw specifically if he was giving out anything in that particular video, but there was like it was like he was just coming down the pike, and everyone was greeting him. And he's he was dressed in a green shirt, I believe, and he's just waving and acknowledging the crowd. So I so did, here we I go, another social media phenomena, apparently. Another social media phenomenon from. Uh, from Kai Sanat, working the crowd this afternoon, giving away four hundred dollar video games. So uh, okay, Bob, we we got to stop and thank you. We 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 have uh, Congressman Byron Donalds. We got to take a quick break, and uh, I guess we're going to do some traffic stuff too. And then when we come back. Byron Donalds is going to come. Thank you for that breaking news riot going on in New York. Bo Snurley, James Golden, aka Snurley, with you here on WABC. Do not go away. Coming back. Your calls too. So stay where you are. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Talk Radio 77. WABC. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdly here with you on WABC. We have with us Congressman Byron Donalds, who has become a leader of the Republican Party. Congressman, it is so good to hear you again. How are you? I'm doing good, my friend. How are you? I'm doing well. I've calmed down a little bit. Uh, Congressman, a little over a week ago, you made some comments that were mostly supportive, mostly supportive of Florida's uh, curriculum for black history. You did have a minor. Well, it's not minor, but you had also with it a critique. And this is where Kamala Harris led saying, and she tried to frame the whole curriculum as being, uh, as she tried to frame it as being in favor of saying that slavery was somehow beneficial to black people, that that's what was being taught. Now, there's a line in there that was disturbing, and you pointed that out. For your criticism and also for your praise of the program as being mostly good, the campaign folks who work for Ron DeSantis's campaign took after you. One of them basically called you a rhino and said you're a so-called conservative. And there was a lot more. Uh, uh, you were also said to be echoing Kamala Harris. Has all that nonsense died down? Uh, yeah, I think so. You know, I, I mean, look, here's here's what I think is really going on. I think that, you know, in DeSantis' world, yeah, things have not gone well uh, with respect to running for president. And I think that, you know, they're just trying to find any issue to to use as a mantle and so on and so forth. But, I mean, look, my critique stands. Like, it's not changed. But I also recognize that 
you know, they're trying to find a way to, to shore up their poll numbers. And then also, you know, to a larger degree, you know, I think it's also trying to stay in line with this, you know, the, the, the never, you know, the never back down, like slogan stuff, you know, but, but for me, the way I look at it is, listen, we have, we have really good standards that were put together. The scholars did exemplary work. I'm not saying anything against what they did, but there's a difference between what scholars do and then messaging that comes out from it. You know, this is one of the reasons why you don't have scientists run the world because they're scientists. And so you have to also take into account just how people will engage with that, how they'll digest it, so on and so forth. And that's really at the end of my critique. If we want to get real specific, were there various skills for having to work a plantation that you had to figure out under under slavery? Yeah. Most the vast majority of slaves obviously were never able to take advantage of that. And even if you're talking about post slavery, um Post-slavery, there was a serious issue where there wasn't an open market for black people to go get jobs. A lot of those slaves had to go back to the plantation. And then they were in some, some, they were, yeah, they were basically in some some quasi-servitude still, post-slavery. And so I think that's where some, some, that's where that pushback has come from. But that's a, that's a, that's not even really a disagreement. That's just more matters of distinction. And I think that they really took it way out of proportion. It wasn't necessary. Here's what bothered me about it. You know, um, your wife has spent her adult life and you too trying to further the education of all people in Florida through your work with charter schools. You are deeply committed to education. This isn't a throwaway subject in your household, and your life's work is about this. I think, rather than attack you personally, I just think that was a bad move. I just think, and and I said so, and I said so in a lot more vehement terms than I'm talking about it right now. Um, And also, this notion, the first thing that we do is start calling your record as a conservative, to me, is unquestionable. No one should question that. And to take it to that level, to the personal insults, trying to disparage you personally, to me, was over the top and should not happen. And I'm going to say up front, you stood with Ron DeSantis at his, when he was elected governor. We, I love Ron DeSantis. I love Donald Trump. Because I love one doesn't mean I don't love the other. And I thought, I thought the whole episode was disappointing. I think what we really need to be doing is focusing on the harm that Democrats have done and continue to do in every major city where you see failing schools and generation and generation of children that are ill-equipped to take part in American society because of what Democrats have done. Aim your fire there. Don't aim it at your ally. Well, look, I'll tell you, like, I don't, I don't think it worked. Actually, I think it really backfired on them uh, so much so that, you know, some of their online Twitter people like cut a state, cut an interview I did and tried to say that I backtracked. I didn't backtrack. My position hasn't changed. Um, so I think it, it really did backfire on them. It didn't work. And I think, you know, for the listeners to understand when, you know, when our governor was, was doing the work of getting CRT out of our schools, fully supported. There was no disagreement. When the when the when the left went after 
him saying that we weren't going to allow the AP course on African-American studies to exist, I totally agreed with them because they had um, a lot of different parts in the fourth module that were around critical race theory, critical race theory Marxist ideology, things of that nature were in that curriculum, and they shouldn't have, shouldn't allowed it. So I completely agree with them there. So, I mean, really I think what happened here is their poll numbers aren't looking good. They try to find a way to, to shore them up. I mean, I'm quite sure some, some people in DeSantis' world aren't happy that I'm supporting President Trump. But, you know, it is what it is. I think that it backfired on them. And, you know, we move on to the next thing. Talk about the Trump indictments. What what reaction do you have for seeing Donald Trump indicted yet again in court yet again? And we still have got this Georgia thing hanging out there that could drop at any moment. Well, I mean, this is a family show, Bo, so I can't really share my full thoughts. But, uh, you know, I'm just going to tell you, man, this this right here, um, this is a travesty in our country. Our country was was never really designed for to use our, our, our apparatus of government to go after political rivals. It was never designed for that. You know, even let's go back to 2016, the 2016 campaign, and we all know that the line, you know, the crowd would chant, lock her, lock her up, and, and Trump would say, yeah, you got to lock her up and stuff like that. The crowd would take it. They would run with it. But Donald Trump never turned the Department of Justice in a vendetta to go after Hillary Clinton. Even when Hillary Clinton used the intelligence apparatus to launder phony, phony intelligence to go after Donald Trump, he never turned the Department of Justice to go after her. He didn't do it. And so to, to watch Joe Biden do it, and for people who are saying, oh, this is Jack Smith, uh, this, he's a special prosecutor, so, yeah, Joe Biden's absolved of this. He's not a part of it. That is, that is a lie. They know what's going on. There's no way you can bring indictments like this against a former president without the, without the attorney general knowing, because the attorney general has to approve the charges. It's like the attorney what? general has to approve it before they go out. So they know what's going on, and this is being done on purpose. And I totally believe that part of the purpose is is to drain uh, President Trump of campaign funds to make it harder to run for president. I mean, this stuff is diabolical, and it's disgusting and shouldn't be allowed to occur. One of the things that I expected to see is Republican Party elected officials in the House and in the Senate standing on those steps of the Capitol as a unified party saying, This, regardless of whatever you think about Donald Trump, our republic depends on having a justice system that is fair, and this is despicable. I've seen nothing. I've seen nothing like that. And and I don't want to put you in the middle of that. I'm just saying I think it's disappointing to a lot of us that we don't see a stronger reaction from other representatives of hours of the Republican Party in Washington standing up and saying this is wrong. Let's talk about I, Hunter for a minute. Go ahead. The, what, with all of the revelations that have come out with Hunter Biden and Joe Biden over the past few weeks, are can the American people, in your view, expect to see any accountability leveled toward the Biden family? Yes, actually, I do. I think that I think in the House, uh, I think an impeachment inquiry is going to is going to begin. I've not talked to the speaker about it 
in about uh, a month or so, but I think we're going to see one begin uh, because the evidence is overwhelming and it's damning. And if House Republicans do not stand up and hold this president to account, then all you're going to do is invite more of this. And what's going to happen, it's going to happen at even higher rates is the Democrats will just go after the next presidential person or the next governor. It'll be worse. It'll be more divisive if we don't hold this accountable. I think specific to Hunter Biden, um, he violated uh, FARO. This is the, the law that says you have to be you have to register with the federal government if you're going to lobby as a foreign agent. He was lobbying as a foreign agent. He did not register. He is not registered. They threw Paul Manafort in jail for that. And so I do believe that you're go- there is going to be accountability uh, for Hunter Biden and for Joe Biden. I think an impeachment proceeding, each impeachment inquiry, excuse me, uh, I think those are going to start in the House. Excellent. Byron Donalds, you are a stand-up guy, and I am so grateful for your leadership in this country's House of Representatives. We'd love to have you back anytime you want to come back and keep us posted as to your movements, and thank you for spending time with us today. Absolutely. Anytime, my friend. Thank you. Byron Donalds, ladies and gentlemen, House of Representatives, Florida Congressman, WABC Talk Radio 77. We're coming back. Grab some more of your calls right after this. So please stay where you are. Rush. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Bo Snerdly on 77 WABC. today at carsforkids.org. That's cars with a K. Your car can be picked up as soon as the next day. Receive a tax deduction and vacation voucher. One eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. Now accepting donations of land, homes, buildings, or any kind of real estate. My doctor told me my blood pressure is borderline. I figured I could worry about it or do something about it. So I took control with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. It works safely and naturally to help maintain healthy blood pressure with a custom blend of garlic, vitamins, and minerals. And it's odor-free. I'm taking charge with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The term natural reference is only the garlic in the product. Use as directed. Welcome back to Total Wine. What brings you in today? Hey, Ruthie. I need help filling the ultimate beach cooler. Well, we have the most hard seltzers and amazing canned cocktails anywhere, like High Noon, Cut Water, White Claw, Truly, Chopo Chico, Jack Daniels and Coke, Neutral Vodka Seltzer, and Cayman Jack Zero Sugar Margarita in cans. Wow. I'm going to be the king of the cooler. And we have them at the lowest prices in town. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Drink responsibly, be 21. We're going abroad for the first time in years. To Spain. But we don't speak Spanish. So we started using Babbel. And started learning Spanish fast. With Babbel, you can start having conversations in another language in just three weeks. Babbel's conversational method teaches you real-life words and phrases. And with Babbel's interactive bite-sized lessons, you'll remember what you learned. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? When you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. In just three weeks, we're starting to have conversations in Spanish. Estoy muy emocionado para ir a España contigo. Aww. 
he just said, I'm very excited to go to Spain with you. Vamos a tener mucha diversión. And that means we're going to have so much fun. <laughs> sí. Gracias, Babbel. Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Talk Radio 77 WABC. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snerdly. Rush. Now, here's Bo Snerdly. 1901, on this day, Louis Armstrong, singer, band leader, trumpet, tear, was born. You remember some of his hits, Hello, Dolly, and this, of course, 1968. So many hits, but more importantly, Louis Armstrong's contribution to American music cannot be overstated. His influence in the world of jazz lives on till this day. More importantly, back in the time when the United States was still suffering through Jim Crow and through everything else, Louis Armstrong was... I remember reading an article about him in the Reader's Digest. They had a big... You know, the Reader's Digest used to have the monthly, but then they do these coffee table books. And they did one coffee table book. I don't remember the name of it, but they had a whole article on him that was just fascinating. And he's right here. He lived right here in Corona, Queens. For many, many years. Died in 1971 on July 6th. Louis Armstrong. An exceptional American. An exceptional musician. With exceptional gifts. Satchmo. Louis Armstrong. Born on this day in 1901. Let's head to the telephones, ladies and gentlemen. And thank you for waiting. I'm going to have to ask you to go quickly. Time is running out. Let's start with Alan Yonkers, who wants to answer this question. The Reuters Ipsos poll says that many Republicans are wavering. If Donald Trump is convicted, they will not vote for him if he is convicted and put in prison. Al, what do you say about that? I've always voted for Donald Trump in 2016 and 2020. Uh, I would vote for him if he was imprisoned. Uh, If I didn't, I'd go against my principles. Uh, the deep state would win, and the silent majority would lose. Al, thank you. I appreciate that. I wonder how many others have the same kind of conviction that you do. Willie in Westchester County, thank you for waiting. How are you, Willie? Willie in Westchester. Thank you very much for taking my call. Um, You're welcome. Well, thank you very much. Listen, I'm really worried what's going on with this whole thing with the election. Now, I'm just worried if he gets railroaded and he's got that evil, vile D.C. Trump-hating jury, it's a sure shot that he's going in. Now, if he goes in, all right, and they rob the election, we're finished. This country is totally finished. And I'm worried about not only that, but maybe out of the 10 million people that came across, there's maybe a million Chinese that nobody knows about. And if we can't stop drugs coming in, how are we going to stop weapons coming in here? Through the, through the Mexican cartels. What happens if something like that, street-to-street fighting, breaks out in this country? We are really, this man is mentally disturbed, okay? And that's it. I said my piece. Thank you. Now, I want to just address something. Number one, if Trump is convicted and put in jail, there is nothing in the Constitution that bars him 
from serving as president and from pardoning himself and those that right now this corrupt Justice Department is trying to leverage against Donald Trump. So just keep that in mind, okay? Let us go to Joe in Mount Sinai. Joe, thank you for waiting. How are you? I would vote for Donald Trump. It doesn't matter they can convict him of 100 crimes. I'm not, I was born a dog. I'm not going to die a cat. Thank you. Wow. That's very amazing. Jim in New Jersey. You're on WABC Boston Early's Rush Hour. How are you, Jim? How are you, Jim? Listen, I was I was a Democrat for years until Donald Trump. And thank God he's changed my mind and shown me the light of everything I've seen, including you and the mayor. But I want to know, is there any light at the end of the tunnel? Do any of these Republicans have the set to, you know, Go after this and go after Biden, because all I hear is as soon as something comes up about Biden, they go after Trump. It's ridiculous. It, it, it's there is. Ridiculous. Yes. Yes. I'm going to tell you something. There is an appetite among some Republicans to see this through. They see what you see. They see a two tier justice system. They see overwhelming evidence that the Biden cram, the Biden family has been involved in actions involving money from foreign powers that could definitely indicate that they have been compromised. And I think that there are Republicans who will see this through. Now, whether the leadership sees it through is the question. You heard Byron Donalds just say that he expects there to be an impeachment investigation. Given what Devin Archer testified to, given what we know from the laptop, given from Hunter Biden, given everything we know from the IRS whistleblowers, there is more than enough evidence right now for a criminal referral to be made to the Department of Justice and demands and I'm surprised this isn't happening, and demand for an independent prosecutor to be assigned to this situation. Yes, I think something will happen. Jim, thank you for your kind words. Norman, in Brooklyn, New York. How are you, Norman? Good, James. Uh, I would vote for Donald Trump in front of the fiery gates of hell. Wow. So nothing here has changed your mind. Reuters says there are a lot of Republicans, significant amount of Republicans who have convicted. Well, just that's the end of their support for Donald Trump. That's not you. Not this man. Norman, thank you. Dean in New Jersey. Thank you. Dean in New Jersey, you're on WABC, Boston Early's Rush Hour. How are you? Yeah, hi, James. Reuters is wrong. There's not one Trump supporter that knows what's going on that's not going to vote for Trump no matter what happens to him. What Trump did while president pales to what he's doing now. He exposed the largest democracy in the world. He exposed how corrupt we are. That pales to moving the embassy to Jerusalem. That pales to having the Abraham Accords. That pales to having us energy independent. What he's doing now 
and every Trump supporter knows it, is beyond all those put together. He has now exposed our country as it really is, and unless we fix it and put him back in again, there will be a civil war. There is not one Trump supporter that is going to let this end. Not one. Thank you, Dean. Let me just do a brief correction. India happens to be the largest by population democracy in the world. We are a republic. Bernadette in upstate New York. Very quickly, Bernadette, what do you say? If Trump is convicted, is Reuters right? Will Republicans abandon him? I believe that uh, Republicans will stick together and support Donald Trump. He's got my vote. Bernadette, we're going to have to end it there. Thank you, my darling. That's it for Friday's edition of Boston Early's Rush Hour. Tomorrow. God willing, we will be here bright and early at 7 o'clock in the morning. Set your alarm clocks. Have that first cup of coffee with us on our Saturday morning radio extravaganza on WABC. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you, your family, your loved ones. I have love, gratitude for you being here with me each day on WABC. God willing, we will see you in the morning. Have a great evening. And stay tuned to the news, that situation, the WABC news that's going on downtown Manhattan. We'll see you later. Bye. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.